This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Matt Bowen. Two throws. This one aired out for Galloway. And with contact, it's picked off. Intercepted by Matt Bowen. NFL writer and analyst for ESPN. The ball came out. Right now, they're calling fumble. Matt Bowen knocked it out. Seven-year NFL veteran. You don't even focus on winning the game. You don't focus on winning quarters or specific game situations. You say, let's win plays. I think that has to be the mentality of the Bears right now is to win plays. Defensive back coach for IC Catholic football. One of the greatest things and most rewarding things about being a high school coach is to see the impact you can have on your student athletes. Matt Bowen with Bernstein and Holmes on 670 The Score. Let Matt Bowen talk. Shut up. Matt Bowen's brought to you by McGrath City Honda. When you do the math, you choose McGrath. He is on Twitter at Matt Bowen, 41, NFL writer, analyst for ESPN, joins us on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. All right, Matt, we can we have successfully, I think, made a a case for the Bears having more than a puncher's chance in this game because Washington's defense, while fearsome up front, isn't so good behind it. How would you go about exploiting that? I think it's a great point. And their defensive line, when you look at what they have, you know, in terms of the roster, you see that defensive front's one of the best in football, right? But they are giving up points. They are giving up explosive plays. And I think Justin Fields should be prepped for this game because of their coverage structure in Washington. You know, a lot of too high coverages. Cover two more quarters than the Bears play. But you still get that too high shell a lot. And Justin Fields sees that all offseason in Chicago. So from an offensive game plan perspective, in terms of their call sheet, they should have concepts ready to attack two deep coverage early tonight and, you know, to attack the third level of the field. Because we saw that last week in the loss to Denver is they were much more explosive on offense. There'll be opportunities to do that again tonight. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm working through this too. Like I, I, I'm more confident about the bears winning this game than Mm -hmm. even last week against Denver, knowing what Denver had done the week before. But I do have some questions. With How do you feel about the idea of them maybe bringing Tevin Jenkins back? And what would be your concerns about playing him in tonight's game, if you have them? Well, con- concerns about playing him is probably one, just his conditioning level, right? He hasn't played football for a while. You always worry about that with a player who's been out is what their conditioning level is at. And can they play with proper technique? Can they make it through four quarters of a football game, especially given the matchups he's going to have? 
uh, like we just talked about with the Washington defensive front, especially in the interior with Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. Uh, those are really good football players or disruptive players that can change games on any single play. So that's a concern right there is the, the conditioning standpoint. And also I always say technique because you haven't practiced that in a game-like situation. Even though you have the technique as a professional athlete, you haven't seen it at that speed for a while. And on a short week, that would be my concern, Lawrence. But understand also you want your best players in the football field especially for this matchup, like you just said, a winnable game, a game they need to win, a game that would change uh, a lot of things up at House Hall for them coming off, you know, a weekend off if they can win a football game. So you want your best out there, again, given the matchup you have. I wanted to ask you about something that I heard on the afternoon show yesterday from another expert that coincides with we what we talked about after the Justin Fields interception on the pass to Cole Komet last week. Mm-hmm. And Kyle Sloter yesterday, the longtime uh, NFL journeyman quarterback, talked about the difference between routes on paper or on the board and routes on sure. the field. That even though you diagram a route and you, you line up here, you break it here, you end up here. He said the truth is every play's got wiggle room in that regard, depending on the leverage of the defensive back, depending on how you see it. That there have to be an, there has to be an understood adjustment of how to get off the line, or knowing that your distance isn't quite what you thought it was going to be from from a line of the defense. How do you go about coaching at the NFL level? How do you go about the uh, having the the wherewithal and the understanding between quarterback and receiver to know that yeah, you're running this route, but there, it's not going to be exactly the route right. that you thought right. when you broke the huddle. And you bring up a great point. I say the same thing about defense, too. Everything looks great on the chalkboard until you start playing a football game, right? Because on chalkboard, everything's perfect. Everything's perfect in walkthrough, too. Well, the defender is going to do this. He's going to play this leverage, like you're talking about, Dan. He's going to give you this space to where you can sit the route down and turn a seam route into a curl route. <clears throat> but in a game-like situation, everything changes. To me, and that is experience, that is chemistry between a quarterback and a pass catcher in that situation and that is knowing defensive tendencies and especially specific matchup tendencies what is this linebacker what is this safety going to do when we run this route in this situation what are we seeing on tape from Denver in that situation are they going to match the tight end with a linebacker or safety okay how's the safety going to play is he going to play to the top shoulder or the bottom shoulder there's a lot of things to look at there but really it comes down to in my opinion Dan going through those moments together going through those moments where you have enough reps that you say, look, this is an end-of-game situation. We are moving the football to win this game, and we have to make this play. And this is what we're betting on based on what we've seen on tape and how our tight end and our quarterback work together. And in that situation, it simply did not happen for Justin Fields and Cole Komet. It didn't. It didn't. That cost them the football game. Matt, when they envisioned this defense, it seems to me – that they envisioned it kind of as a 4-2-5 because of so sure. much 11 personnel that's being mm-hmm. played. You have Kyler Gordon out there. They have now turned into a 4-3-4 where Jack Sanborn is out there. And and I, I wonder if – I want to know two things. One, how do you think it changes the way that a game is called defensively? And two – how do you think it changes the way that the offense looks at the Bears and ways to exploit it, knowing that they're they're different than what they're supposed to be just from a lineup standpoint? 
Right. Well, if you're talking about having your base personnel in there, you know, a four, three front, um, well, one that's going to give you extra defenders, you know, in the box to play the run game. Everyone knows that about football. When you have more in the box, you're going to be successful playing the run game. And the bears have done that this year from a defensive perspective where it limits you um, is at the second level in the passing game in terms of how offenses try to exploit you, especially a defense that is so zone heavy, right? that you can move defenders, you can run clear and replace concepts, you can get linebackers to sit short. And that's what you see a lot on the Bears tape. Force linebackers to expand their drop and sit short so they're not gaining depth and getting to really to the top of the second level. And that's where it can hurt you. You know, Kansas City did that to them multiple times a couple weeks weeks ago. And, and Denver did the same thing at times where they can – you know, basically scheme the coverage voids they want based on what the Bears' coverage tendencies are, based on the personnel on the field. And, you know, the biggest thing in football, and I've always said this from a coaching perspective, is if there's something in front of you, that means there's something behind you, right? And the Bears are going to get a lot of leveled concepts in that personnel. That's what I would do. I'd run a shallow crosser with a deep end breaker behind it, and it's a high to low read for the quarterback. If I can get those linebackers to sit shallow in their drops, there's that window. We saw it with Mahomes. He did that multiple times, like I said. And, look, I, I like the Bears best in a 4-2-5. I think that's how the game is played right now. I think you need speed in the field. And if you want to go man and you want to disguise zone and then play man, I think you need your five defensive backs out there because that gives you the best chance versus today's all passing concepts. But they're well, all, they're that's, all that's the next thing that I wanted I know, to ask. I know. That's the problem. Exactly. I agree. I agree. You're, you're in a tough spot right now. This early in the season to be that beat up in the secondary, that's a tough spot. And I've always said you can never have too many defensive backs on your 53-man roster because of these situations. One, you need defensive backs for all your special teams units. Those are usually defensive backs and linebackers. But also for your sub packages. And guys get hurt. And they consistently get hurt. And so you need depth. And now the Bears' depth is really, really being challenged. And you're going into a game against a young quarterback. What, what is this? Will be his sixth pro start right six pro start who has you know a very very aggressive throwing mentality and he wants to push the ball down the field talking about sam hall from washington and he will hold the ball to wait till routes get open and he will aggressively challenge whoever is in a bears uniform playing in the secondary tonight Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So, so let me get your thoughts on this too. I don't know if you were ever put in this position, but the Bears have had they've they've in the last two weeks have taken two guys off of another team's practice squad and have basically had to play them. You've got a safety that clearly has to be knowledgeable about the type of defense that that the Bears are playing because you have to throw him in and play him. What type of communication issues? Are you worried about if you're a new safety, a new corner that's joining a team and playing in a game after being somewhere else seven days ago? That's an excellent point, Lawrence. And because outside of the offensive line, the secondary to me is the second unit that needs the most communication, both pre and post snap. I'll tell you a quick story about this. It's a true story. We, when I was with the Green Bay in 2002, we went out to New England and our entire secondary was hurt. So I started the football game with three other guys we picked up on Tuesday. 
Tuesday. We picked him up on Tuesday. They worked out up at uh, the facility in Green Bay. We picked him up. We signed him. We played him. Before the game, there was coaches from New England coming over and looking at us, kind of shaking their heads, like, who are these guys, right? And now we won, we won the football game. I think we played really good in the secondary, but it wasn't the same game plan, okay? It was uh, a lot of core concepts that everyone in the NFL runs, whereas quarters, cover two, cover three, basic man coverage, a couple pressures that defensive backs weren't really involved in, more linebacker pressure where they just knew, look, I got the outside zone in a fire zone or a man coverage. But everything was reduced. It had to be reduced, Lawrence. It had to. We couldn't go in there with the same game plan with guys that just showed up on Tuesday and practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, walk through Saturday, get in the plane, fly to New England. It's hard to do. It's very hard to do. So you have to limit things and run core concepts. I think the Bears, again, will be very zone-heavy tonight. They're going to have to be in this situation. Put too deep over the top to try to limit the explosive players. Because we talk about the defensive front in Washington and Sam Howell's aggressive throwing mentality. Washington has really good wide receivers with dynamic ability and route running traits that can create explosive plays down the field. You're going to have to keep the ball in front of you tonight. You're going to have to tackle well. You're going to have to be much better on third downs. You have to understand what teams are doing to you. I go back to the touchdown. I think it was Cortland Sutton on Sunday, and it was designed to beat cover two. It's a high-low. You run a middle-of-the-field curl at the linebacker, the Mike linebacker. He has to sit shallow. Now there's no you know, deep third, really, defender in cover two. Safety sneak gets beat inside. That's a touchdown. You have to know that stuff is coming. You have to. That's how your personnel is built. That's how your coverage structure is built. And the Bears have to be better at that tonight. Matt, what did you take away from what you saw the Bears do offensively on Sunday? Um, well, I think it starts with the quarterback. I thought Justin Fields was really, really good. He was decisive with the football. I thought he threw the ball confidently. He attacked the edges on boot. He took the shots that were available at the third level of the field. And really, throughout the first half, uh, and really the first three quarters, I took, thought he took all the throws that were available. You know, the ball was out quick. He was seeing the field fast. I thought the system was set up for him to read it out quickly and get the ball out with speed. You know, it's just the turnovers late in the game. Can't do that on Sundays. Simple as that. You can get away with it in high school. You can get away with it in college. You can't do that on Sundays because you allowed that football team to get back in the game and eventually win the game because right now, if you're an offensive player for Chicago, you have to know coming off this last football game that you can score points. You can be explosive. It has to continue. Because until we see someone on the defensive side of the ball in Chicago step up and make a single impact play, things are not going to change. So you're going to have to score points again tonight. Because right now, find me someone on the tape who's stepping up on a third down in a two-minute situation in the low red zone and making a play for this defense. It's not happening. Matt, I meant to ask you this question last week, and I forgot. I sent you a text, and I, I didn't hear back when I sent the text. Reason being, we went out to visit Jason at uh, at Bucknell a couple of weeks ago. So mm-hmm. we're, we're in the middle of central Pennsylvania, kind of middle of nowhere in the mountains. And everybody's drinking a beer I'd never seen before. <laughs> never heard of it, never seen. And all the kids and even some of the parents, it's everywhere. It's called Lucky Streak. Have you heard of it? No, I'm not. Is it good? It is, actually. And here's the thing. I thought of you immediately because... The, a 30-pack, I think it's only it's an, eight, it's an Anheuser-Busch product, but it's only available regionally. A 30-pack is $13. Well, that's great because you know my rule. We talked about that last year. That's why, I, yes, I, that's why I thought I you. 
I don't drink beer unless you can buy it in a thirty pack. It's okay, a it's rule, a thirty so. pack. Well, it, it, it's a twenty four pack, but it says extra six, <laughs> and they cross out twenty four. They write in thirty, and it is. It, I, I'd never heard of it. It is the college beer of choice in central Pennsylvania. And even though the kegs were natural light when we went to the keg party, <laughs> of course they were. Yeah, <laughs> high end, high end. And I and I think I think Beth had half a keg by herself. But the the canned beers were were all Lucky Streak. And so I said, I got to try one because I just, and you know what? I have to tell you, initial report, it was, I expected it to have like that smell or that college beer, like yeah. fraternity couch flavor. <laughs> and it doesn't, it's, it's, it's actually not bad. So if you get the chance, as you as a sort of our, our resident macro beer or mega macro beer connoisseur, that that would be one for you. I have I have positive reviews on the very inexpensive Lucky Street. So it doesn't taste like Bush Light. It's no better. It's considerably better, actually. It was it was it, for the for the price. I thought it was going to be like what Olympia Light was, where you almost have to chew it and it, like. So so look, Matt. I I also I'm a little concerned about Dan because I also think that part of the reason that he enjoyed it, and I'm not a beer drinker. But I think right. part of the reason that he enjoyed it is that he was in such a good place. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think if he was not on a college campus drinking it, your review, I don't think your review would be the same. I, don't know. It was, it's kind I think of, your environment is playing a role maybe. and giving you a little bit of bias into drinking like it. Taking it out of a mini fridge in a dorm room. Yes. You're like, yeah. this totally makes sense. <laughs> right. right. It was sort of a when in Rome kind of thing, but it, but it works. Yeah. Uh, that's good. Well, next time. Dan, when you go out there to see him, yeah. bring some back. Yeah, please. Yeah, it's a good. You know what? I'd be down for like a taste test. Bring, yes. bring a six pack back, you know and what? we can we could do that. He's coming tomorrow. I'll text him right now. Tell him to bring that, know. and then we'll we'll celebrate a, a Bears win. <laughs> get one. You got to get one tonight. I'll tell you that. This is the last thing I'll say. If you get a win tonight, I'm not saying it, it changes the course of the season, but it changes the environment up at household. Think of if you're a player and you go into because you're getting an extra bye week basically this week. If you go into that weekend, you get time off, and you just want a football game, how different the energy will be on Monday when you come back. Matt, that I, should be I, the goal for the Bears. I had joked with Dan that think about the players like Justin Fields and Cole Komet and all the people that have been here for a while. They haven't had a victory Monday in a year. No. I know. I, I know. And those things are valuable. Those things, I mean, that's it's not what you play for, obviously, as a professional athlete, but – it, it's it's part of being a professional athlete, and you and you. The thing about it, Lawrence, is you earn those. You have to earn those. So again, earn this one tonight, and get that you know a couple days off to see your family, to relax, and then you come back, and there's a different feeling in the building. I've been there before. I'm not going to have a different feeling. I don't think. <laughs> no, we we <laughs> my, know where you're my, at. My feelings kind of baked in on this, but uh, here's here's hoping, Matt. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you.